Again, podcast coming at you. Week 17, Bears versus Falcons. And the Bears dominate the Freaknik boys from the South. They teach them Georgia boys what football is all about. I hate the state of Georgia. I hate the city of Atlanta. Fuck them. Great to dominate. Both sides of the ball. Complete domination on defense. Think they had four picks total, possibly there couple sacks and offense looked damn good too the falcons they aren't the best team in the league but they aren't the worst team in the league they're kind of that middle road i think they have a top 10 defense so it was nice to see fields put up some points both with his feet and with his arm dude was throwing strikes downfield all game quite a few of those dropped he had a lot of drop balls that were right on point which proves a whole nother factor is that the Bears need to keep fields. That's my official position. Keep fields. I like the kid. And fill in. Use use that number one pick to trade back wherever you can get. I'd love to see him trade back just a couple spots and get uh, Harrison, dude. Harrison Jr. That would be the fucking shit. If they can't get him still, getting some talent, man. Get him a... You know, there are a couple other wide receivers. I'm in no way a draft guru, but I saw in that top 10, there's two other wide receivers they're saying could go in that top 10. Getting him another top-tier wideout, and then maybe in free agency signing someone to be a three. Mooney sucks. He didn't play today, but he's still trash. Goodbye, Mooney. Fine with letting him go, letting him walk. See ya, pal. And uh, getting a number two or a second number one, a 1A, 1B, would be the shit. You get Fields a couple wide receivers. You get somewhere in there. You draft a quality center. If there's not a quality center available in draft, then sign one. I, I know nothing about the center position around the league or if there's going to be any available in free agency. But somehow filling in that center position, maybe drafting a you know, left tackle if that's available in whatever they work out trade scenarios. And you solidify that offense a little bit. And you fire Luke Getze's bum ass, and you get a quality, 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 quality offensive coordinator in here that's going to stick around for a while. Maybe somebody that's been fired from a head coaching position or two that's never going to move on, that the Bears can keep as long as they pay him as an O coordinator for the next five, six, ten years and just solidify this offense, dude. A Bears team with a great offense. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? We've seen a little bit of glimpses here and there throughout the years, but it's just never been something that's been like a whole season or multiple seasons. I mean, that's like a dream. That's like like the mirage in the desert that Bears fans always kind of think maybe they see, but then they get to it, and it's just another fucking pile of sand kicked in their face that's a dream that i would love to see come they're saying that eber floozy i think ian rapaport like yesterday or the day before tweeted out that eber floozy's his sources state that eber floozy's he's being 
brought back in 2024. Which I don't like at all. I think it's just a stupid move. I think perfect opportunity. If you're going to fire the offensive coordinator anyway, fire Eberflus and hire some quality head coaches. Yeah, Eberflus has got this D humming, but that doesn't mean anything. He's not a great head coach. Get in a solid, good head coach. Hire a quality, great offensive coordinator. And this team is set up for some success in these next years as long as Poles plays this offseason right, dude. And I think the right move is keep keep Fields, trade that first-round pick, try to stay in that top five and get some shit and keep loading up. Talent, talent, talent. The players he drafted last season, pretty damn good so far. Give Poles his props. I think this this 2023 draft class was solid as shit. Follow this up with a solid-ass 2024 draft class, and there's no reason this team should not be in the playoffs next year. No reason. Zero reason. That's where this shit's moving. Next week, we got the Packers. Love. Bears have been eliminated from the playoffs. Whatever the hell happened today, even after their win, they were officially eliminated, which who gives a shit. Follow this week up with a fucking defining win versus the Packers. Demolish them next week in Green Bay. Send each one of these fucking Packers fans home for the season where they're unfortunately probably beating their livestock because that's what they do. They take it on the livestock or their wives, God forbid. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully any of these criminals are arrested before they do that after the Bears beat their team down next week. Just demolish this team. Demolish them. Let them know what's coming moving forward. And let's just keep this fucking shit rolling. But I love this shit rolling without Eberflus. I do not find Eberflus to be a good head coach. He's a complete fucking idiot. And he should be gone. I mean, that's that's the one move Poles is going to make that I'm not going to like. But again, in, in my opinion, which I stated last week, is it coming from Poles? I really think if they're keeping Eberflus, that's coming from a little higher up. That's coming from old Georgie boy. Old Georgie in Virginia don't want them spending... Paying two head coaching salaries in 2024, and I think that's why he's sticking around. So if you're keeping him, if we're forced to keep that piece of garbage, you got to fire Getsy. I know that sucks if you're keeping Fields because this is now his third coordinator coming in, but you got to you gotta get the right guy that can build around Fields, that knows how to build an offense to his talents in every game, allow him to play to his strengths. Not switching out and off when you please. Play to his strengths 100% of the time. And as we saw today, his strengths include throwing a damn nice deep ball downfield. He had like at least four to six great balls downfield, which several were dropped. So great game by Fields. If Poles isn't keeping him, I mean, this can do nothing but help the trade bait for him, but I don't want to see him go. The kid's the future. I think you keep this kid. You pay him when it comes down to it. You sign him with a fifth-year option. And you use all of that shit to build around him. Solidify the D a little bit. D's pretty damn good. I think Eddie Jackson, you let him walk. You get yourself a safety to take his spot. You also solidify that D line a little bit more. Get yourself another pass rusher, pass rusher to go a sweat. And this team's fucking ready to roll, ready to roll. I mean, we just beat down those 
young hose from Atlanta. That kicker that missed two kicks from Atlanta, his name was Young Ho Koo. Young Ho sounds like, you know, sounds like a young rapper on the streets of Atlanta or just sounds like a bunch of bitches in their locker room. I think Pace still works for that team and I fuck them. Fuck Ryan Pace. Fuck the city of Atlanta. As I, I think I told in an episode last year, I went to a Bears game in Atlanta once uh, and had a, a terrible time, a complete terrible time. Not only did the Bears lose, but the city itself just sucks. I find the city to be lame, shitty, dirty, traffic in and out of that city. It's a drive-through state to me. Sucks. It's absolutely horrible when you're headed to Florida and you're forced to go through that shitty state and that shitty city of Atlanta. Traffic always sucks there. And just not a good time, man. I mean, I will say the dude I was with on that trip, not really a good time either. Went with a, a former buddy. We traveled down there, and he just became a pouty little whiny bitch in that city. Like, kind of ruined the vibes. When we had got to the city, we um, we had, hadn't had Bears tickets, but that was the plan all along. We had just planned to find some tickets when we got there, either by scalping at the field. This is quite a few years ago. This is probably like 20, 2009, 2010, maybe, somewhere around there. Uh, and we were going to scalp tickets, but we were looking on Craigslist and found some front row tickets behind bears bench at like i don't know like the 45 yard line like perfect fucking tickets and i think they i don't remember what they wanted uh, i'm completely just guessing here but it was something like 250 275 a ticket i mean crazy cheap we thought it was phony so we i think we reached out called the guy he swore up and down it was real he was a bears fan himself he had to get rid of him he met us outside the hotel. I think we took a look at his driver's license, did a bunch of shit, asked a bunch of questions. He swore up and down there real, so we bought him. We were still nervous when we got to the stadium uh, once we finally were going in and scanning him, but they both bleeped. They were fucking real deal tickets. We were right behind the Bears bench, but the Bears ended up losing that game. Main thing I remember from that game is we were the only Bears fans anywhere in our section, and we're surrounded by... I guess what we're supposed to be Falcons fans, but they're all wearing like Georgia Bulldog shit. And this is when the Bears still had G-Reg at tight end and G-Reg played for what Miami, I guess. I'm not a college football guy again. I know nothing about my, about college football, but I know, I, I, guess, I think it was Miami, the seventh four crew, his rap, uh, his rap crew out of Miami. And, uh, and I guess Bulldogs in Miami back then, big rivalry. I don't know. Bulldogs hated Miami. Don't ask me. Know nothing about college football. Think that's the SEC? Don't know. But all these idiots, these hillbillies that were around us were doing, the whole game was making fun of people for whatever their college they played for. They had nothing to do with pro football. They were just like chanting at G-Reg the whole game for playing for Miami and Miami stinks and he stinks. Go Bulldogs. They're barking. Just talking about the Bulldogs. Nothing about the Falcons. And they were on getting on G-Reg all game. So one thing did happen that game is G-Reg did score a touchdown. And as soon as he did, he ran right over to our section and started pointing them all out. And I think gave them maybe the suck it maneuver or something. And we were going crazy, like cheering for G-Reg, put our hands down. He came over and slapped us both high five. So that was pretty sweet. But besides that, the rest of the game was shit. But it was, uh, I believe, either a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. One of the two. It was a primetime game at night. I think it was Sunday night. Because after we got out of that game, 
we had talked earlier, my buddy uh, who had went with me, who's actually not a friend anymore, we don't talk, he is into women with thick booties. It's his, it's his taste in ladies. So prior to that game, early when we had got there, close to our hotel was a Hooters. And we had went and fine, done some fine dining at Hooters, and it was filled with African-American women mostly with big asses walking around some attractive women in there and he had stated man i'd really love to go to our strip club tonight well you know i'm a big outcast guy it's the only decent thing to ever come out of atlanta and magic city man been hearing about magic city since i was a fucking youth you know probably what like freshman year eighth grade whenever the hell that came out southern playlistic cadillac music and uh so i was like let's hit up magic city and he's like all right we're on after post game, we're going to Magic City. So we get out of the game, which we walked from our hotel downtown to the to the stadium. We get out, we're following the crowds, going through crosswalks, and uh, trying to figure out where the hell to go. I think we stop, and there's a cop like doing crosswalk, and we ask him, we're like, "Hey, it's a good spot to head to post game." And he starts laughing, and he's like, oh, <laughs> "You boys ain't in Chicago." You're in the Bible Belt. There ain't nothing open. It's whatever it was, like 11 o'clock on a Sunday. There ain't nothing open. And we're like, are you kidding me? And he's like, take your chances out at the strip clubs, but that's dangerous. Or he said something like that about the strip clubs being a dangerous area because you got to go out of town, downtown and like Uber or cab there. I don't know if there was Ubers back then. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, that settles it. Let's, let's grab a cab. Let's head to the strip club. And my ho-hum bipolar buddy is just in a debbie downer mood i guess since the bears lost i'm like i don't want to do that anymore like are you kidding me let's go let's go have some fun we're in atlanta for a night let's go see magic city let's go see some sexy black booty and toss some singles dog let's go and uh, no, I don't want to do that. You hear that cop? It's dangerous. Well, it ain't dangerous if you get dropped off of the door and walk inside and you don't diddle-daddle outside. Stay in the club and you're all right. And grab an Uber or a cab and walk out and jump in. Get the hell out of there. Nah, so we didn't do it. Just complete the one place that I want to see in Atlanta, Magic City, and we don't get to fucking see it. And then we walked around downtown for like an hour trying to find something, but just a place to eat. And there was nothing. And finally, by chance, we happen to see like going like somebody like people going in and out of a place with some neon lights on the uh, outside, like in the windows. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And like, it looks like some beer neons or something. So we walk over, we walk in. It's a bar. It's got tons of pool tables. Basically, I guess kind of a pool hall, but TVs didn't seem scary. Really, it was not far from a hotel. I don't think. And uh, you could get a beer. So we stayed in there until that closed and, and drank there. Still just kind of, my buddy was just being lame. It's not a great trip. That, that completely ruined my whole impression of Atlanta. It was just, ugh. Like, we went, before the game, too, we went to some place. I think it was called, like, The Underground. It was all these bars, like, this underground area, like, downtown. That was dead. There was, like, nobody anywhere. Nobody drinking. We're, like, the only people in any of these bars. And on the streets, we're walking down the street after we came out of some of those bars and had some beers. And this disheveled-looking white dude in a suit comes wandering up to us and, like, in a panic. And he's like, oh, 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 great to see some some fellow white men on the streets or something like that. Something about, you know, great, like, uh, he was trying to work the angle that, you know, we're all white. 
and, and telling us that he had gotten mugged by a bunch of, I think he used some derogatory term for African-Americans, and that uh, could we help him out? Because he just got jumped or beat up or robbed or his car stolen or his wallet stolen. I don't know what the fucking story was. But we're basically like, nah, you know, sorry, dude. We're not falling for your scam here. And he's like, ooh, you know, playing it off like he was being real. And then and then turned on us and then we're assholes. And you can tell we're not from the South because we don't know how to treat somebody and whatever. So uh, the whole experience of Atlanta was just fucking, besides getting those cheap tickets, everything else about that city fucking sucked. It's trash. It's good to see them young hoes get beat down, spread wide, and fucking thrown to the side. It's too bad Freaknik still doesn't go on down there because that would have been a, a place to be. But So we'll see what the hell happens. We got next week against the Packers. Big fucking game. I wanted to go out drinking and report a pod, but don't know if that's going to happen with other stuff going down. So we'll see. But big game. Let's get ready. Hopefully the Bears close out this season strong and hopefully Poles does what's right in this offseason and gets his franchise ready because next year is the fucking year. Bear down. Watch your backs. Keep it real on the streets, hooligans.